Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. We hope that your new year is off to a good start. You've been nice and productive. So what I want to talk to you about today is the idea that if you have a specific need, you have to plant a specific seed. And the idea behind this is obvious, right? If you want to grow apples, you don't plant a watermelon seed, okay? And and sowing and reaping is a theme that comes along quite frequently in the Bible. The idea that if you want to get something, you have to plant something first. You have to make an investment in something. And this is true, by the way, in real life also. You could be completely secular. You could be an atheist, and the principle still holds true, that if you want something specific, you don't plant something that's not related to it, okay? So I gave you the the comparison to fruit, but, you know, let's say uh, I want to do better at my job, okay? Well, the things that I would plant, therefore, is I would, you know, maybe get up earlier, get more rest. Uh, I'd be more, you know, I'd work harder at my job. I'd study more. I'd increase my skills. Okay. That would make me better at my job. I wouldn't necessarily change my diet. I don't know that I would, uh, exercise more and things like that. That might help me lose weight and that's fine for what that does, but doesn't necessarily help my employment and vice versa. Okay. Helping the things I do for my employment also won't help me lose weight. You know, I could, I could, uh, determine to be a more charitable person, a kinder person, a more patient, loving, and forgiving person. That's all good. But that's not going to help me if I'm, if I'm trying to lose weight. If I want to lose weight, I have to go on a diet. I have to exercise more. So the idea is, if you want something specific, you have to sow the seed that is specific to the thing that you want. And I suggest to you that it's no different in prayer. Okay. T- take money, for example. We have lots of people who write to us with prayer requests for money. Okay. And the Bible is very specific about this. It says, if you want your financial needs met, you have to sow the money that you have into the kingdom. And I am not asking you to send me money. Again, Kristen and I do not ask for money. We do not accept money. We make zero dollars and zero cents off this program. Actually, the program costs us money. Okay. This is our offering. So don't think I'm talking about money because I want any of yours. I don't and I don't need it. Okay. But I'm simply telling you, the Bible says, Bring ye all your tithes into the storehouse. And God says, see if I will not pour out a blessing upon you that you will not have room enough to contain. So if you want financial blessings, you have to bless God financially. Okay. Bible also says you have not because you ask not. And what you ask for, you ask for your own greed and not to help other people. Okay. So again, there's this correlation between you have, between what you sow in and what you get. If you want the financial blessings, okay, you have to be giving money, all right, into the into the ministry, into the kingdom of God, being generous, then God will bless you with money. Well, it's no different with, with other things. For example, uh, for, for people who want more power in life, okay, God is not going to give you more power unless you exercise meekness. The Bible says the meek shall inherit the earth. And remember, we did a sermon on this, and what meekness means, it doesn't mean weakness. It doesn't mean timidity. It means the ability to control power, the ability to exercise restraint. So God is not going to give you more power 
unless you first sow a seed of meekness, showing that you're going to be able to handle that power. Uh, likewise, if you're looking for promotion, okay, the seed you want to sow is humility. The Bible places a great emphasis on humility. The Bible says pride comes before the fall and a howdy spirit before destruction. Okay, how do, that, that means like a prideful spirit. The Bible says God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. All right. And he says, those who exalt themselves will be humbled, but those who humble themselves will be exalted. So if you want promotion in your life, the Bible says right there, sow the seed of humility. Okay. If you want more wisdom, the Bible says the fear of the Lord brings about wisdom. That's kind of another way of saying humility also, but it's a, it's a humility that's specific to wisdom where you're saying, God, I realize I don't know everything. Actually, I realize all the knowledge in the world comes from you. And I add that to this that if you're looking, for example, for a, a partner, a romantic partner, a husband or wife, all right, you have to sow submissiveness and servitude. The Bible says, wives submit to your husbands, husbands be servants to your wives. And really, those are the same things twice, right? Because to be a servant is to be submissive and to be submissive is to be a servant. So it's, it's really the same thing twice. Well, sow submissiveness, sow servitude, all right? Put yourself in a position where God can then bless you because you're the kind of person who can handle that kind of blessing. Joel Osteen talks about when his mother was diagnosed 30 years ago with terminal cancer, given something like six weeks to live, and she's still alive today. What did she do? She went around praying for other people's health. She went to the hospitals praying for other people. She was sowing healing into other people, and God blessed her with healing. See, God is never going to bless you into a position of failure. Okay. He's not going to bless you with money if that's going to fill you up with pride or make you lazy. I was thinking earlier, uh, Kristen, that, you know, I'm glad that God didn't bless me with just like some trust fund of $50 million because I don't, I probably wouldn't do the job I'm doing. You know, I'd be a very different person. Okay. So in order for me to reach that blessing, I have not, the point is, he won't, yes, God will give good things to those who love him, but he won't give bad things. And the things he gives, it's for people who are ready to receive it. And so you have to sow the seed that allows God to see that you're able to receive it. Again, if you want power, show that you can control power. Okay. If you want promotion, you have to show that you can handle that promotion humbly because God's not going to give you that promotion and it goes to your head and you fall into sin. God's not going to give you a wife. You're going to treat her badly. All right. And God's not going to give money to somebody who's just going to hoard it for themselves. The Bible says God gives seed to the sower. So don't expect it to, don't expect it to work backwards. I hear people all the time, Chris, and they say, Oh, if God would bless me financially, I'd be able to give so much money to the church. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. That's not how this works. <laughs> Sow the seed first and then the blessing comes secondly. All right. And it's not just a matter of sowing the seed. Check this out. Once you put the seed in the ground, you have to water it also. And you water it through praise and thanksgiving. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that I've had the opportunity now to sow this into your kingdom. I am so grateful at the end of every month. I get paid monthly because I, I own my own business. So at the end of every month, I add up how much money I made and I, I figure out what my tithe is. And I'm so thankful at the end of every month that I have I have an obligation and, and money to tithe on. Because I can tell you times when you start your business and you don't make any money by the end of the month. And so now I'm very grateful. I say, oh, good. I get to give... You know, I could, I could look at it and say, man, I have to give all this money to charity. Would God really want me to give this? And sometimes, I'll be honest, sometimes it's, a, you know, a few thousand dollars. If you can't give 
$10 right now out of the 100 you make. I got news for you. You won't be able to give a 1000 bucks when you make 10000 because that's a much bigger number. Okay, so you have to build up to it. But you also have to make the first move. You've got to plant the seed, number one. And then number two, you've got to water that seed with praise and thanksgiving. God, thank you. Thank you that you hear my prayers. Thank you that you have good things for those who love the Lord. Okay, thank you that I'm seeking first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, but I know that I'll wait upon the Lord. I know that that wife is coming. I know that better job is coming. I know that house is coming. I I know promotion is coming. I know you're going to empower me, Father God. I know my healing is coming. I praise you for those things. And not just for those things. God, I praise you for who you are. I praise you for your greatness. I praise you for your sacrifice. I praise you because you're so beautiful and wonderful. I praise you for your patience. I praise you for your mercy. I praise you for your holiness. I praise you for the example that you set. I praise you in the good times, God. I praise you even more in the storm. I praise you that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Guys, you have no shortage of things to praise God over, which means you have no shortage of water to pour in that seed and to watch it grow. And it's not a one-time thing. You're going to find it's a cycle. The thing is going to grow. You want to plant more seed. You got to grow more plant. That's how it is. So my point is simply this, guys. Yeah, prayer is great. And God hears the prayers of the righteous. And I'm happy for you. But don't overlook the importance of not only planting seed, but if you have a specific need, plant the seed that is specific to that need. And when you do that, that's when you're really going to start to see growth in God. That's my message for you today. Amazing as usual. As always. I don't tell her the messages ahead of time. Sometimes I'll just give her the title. I love it. I love it. It's I get to be surprised too. And they're always encouraging and they're always in, uh, simple enough to follow but bring a new thought. And as I bet you've never had heard that sermon before from anyone about no. spe- planting specific, specific seeds yeah. for specific Especially needs. the way you put it. And that's so that's so true. And I would say for anybody who feels discouraged, maybe you say Oh, I just started planting the seed. I don't see anything yet. I just did my tithe last week. I don't see anything yet. I don't see. There is just like planting, and it says it in the Bible. There's a season for sowing, and you may not see the results. You may be over looking over your seed saying, what is happening? You got to keep watering the seed and, and the sun, let the sun of God shine his warmth on it. You got to, you have the season for sowing and the season for reaping and the season for harvesting. But sometimes there's that waiting period. Sometimes there's that period. It, it, that's why it's called planting. And so your prayers are never wasted. There's never a wasted prayer, a wasted seed that is sown. There's, that is never, that's God's law. Sowing must be, what is sown must be reaped. And it's important to understand why God doesn't answer prayers instantaneously a lot. Okay. Because God's ultimate goal for us is to develop faith, which is just another way of saying trust in him. And think about what would happen if prayers were answered instantaneously. Like, let's say I went online right now to give money to a charity and I donated X amount of dollars and I hit, you know, the moment I hit enter, all of a sudden my doorbell rings and somebody brings (laughs) me money, the giant Ed McMahon check. Okay. Or God, I have this sickness and all of us, I'm in pain. I pray and all of a sudden it's gone like that, like instantly. Well, then you have a relationship that becomes transactional. Mm. It's not a relationship built on trust anymore. It's more of just like you're ordering something from God like it is on Amazon. That's like a business relationship. That's the exact opposite. And God definitely wants to bless you. But through the process of blessing you, more than that, he wants to build his relationship with you. And every great relationship 
everyone, and there's no, there's no substitute for this, has to be built first and foremost on trust. And mm. so it's not simply a matter of planting the seed and waiting like this with your arms folded going, okay, right, God, I'm right. waiting a week, two weeks, three weeks. It's no, God, thank you. I know it's coming. I trust you. And I'm, and, and I'm just going to keep building my trust in you. Yes, yes, that's a good Ooh, point. Double sermon today. That is a good point that you're, you're right about that. You don't stand over the seed like, I'm waiting. Let's go. That is good. That is, it's the attitude of the heart. It's as you're sowing that joyfulness. It's that, that worship. And listen, I know that, <laughs> you know, that's easier said than done sometimes, right? But we have to, that's where we get to the point where we just surrender and, and we just, um, worship the Lord through that. So that is good, good, good. Yeah. Woohoo! High five. <laughs> there you go. All right, Chris, let's go pray for these people. All right. God, I love the fact that we need you. Every hour, every moment, we need you. And there's never a time where we say, okay, God, just fill this need and then I'm good. You can, you can, I'm, I'm good. You, you don't have to, uh, you know, deal with me anymore. I know I, I pray a lot, you know. No, that's not the way it works. You want to fill our every need. And the very the fact is that we need you to even breathe. We need you for everything. And once we get one need met, another need pops up, um, you know, because that's just the way life works and because it helps us recognize our dependence on you. And so our whole lives we're sowing. We're sowing something. Either way, we want to sow good things, good things into your kingdom. We want to sow good things into our lives, into the future generations, because our prayers echo on for generations, God. So let us sow love, joy, peace, patience, faithfulness, gentleness, goodness, self-control. Let us sow what you have called us to sow. Let us sow your spirit into things, God. We know that no prayer is wasted, and you see every tear. God, there's a verse that says every tear you hold in your hand, you hold in your bottle, a bottle of tears, David said. So thank you, God, that no prayer is wasted. I feel like that's for somebody today. No prayer is wasted. Your prayer is not only heard by God, but you are sowing. Just keep at it, sister. Just keep going, brother. Just keep sowing. Just keep sowing. Do not be faint, grow faint or lose heart. For in the proper time, you will harvest what you have planted. You may not be able to see it, but that's where faith comes in. You may be in the waiting period. But let me tell you, your faith, that's the fuel to keep it going. And your blessing is way bigger and better than you could have ever imagined. Thank you, God, that you are the greatest blessing of all. And that we have all of the promises that are yes and amen in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Interesting when you're talking about how how we're, we always have a need for God. You know, my my mom will sometimes ask my dad to fix something and he'll fix it and she'll say, well, how'd you do that? And he'll say, well, I'm not going to tell you because then you won't need me. And it's weird because we think, in especially in Western cultures these days, we think adulthood is so much about independence, but really relationships are about codependence. Mm. You know, I need you for certain things. You need me for certain things. If I was a truly independent person, we wouldn't really need each other. And what's yeah. the point? Uh, and it's just, it, it is something to wonder about. This isn't really a fully developed sermon I have in my head. I'm just making an observation about, you know, how, how God, because he loves us, keeps us in a 
a state where, like you said, we always need him, you know, Amen. that we're never really like that we're never really independent. We don't we if we if we were to run out of needs, we would be independent of God, which is, I think, the worst thing to be. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I remember one time when even, I was... even if the need is not something that's like. Like an emergency, right? Just, God, we just need your Have your me. love, and we need your companionship, yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, and your presence. I mean, we're never without His presence. We're never void of that, and I'm thankful for that. I remember when I was younger, praying for something, being frustrated about it, and saying, "God, I'm praying for this, and I promise, I know I'm being very persistent in my prayers, and I bet you're, you know, getting annoyed. So I'm, I'm praying for this. If you just answer this, then." That'll be it. I won't ask you for anything else ever again. First of all, that is one empty promise. You can't, you can't do that because then five minutes later, it's like, oh, I have something else to ask you. But I missed the, that I felt God stop me mid sentence. Like, I'm not annoyed by you. I'm not annoyed by your prayers. I want you to come to me. I want, don't want you to be frustrated. I don't, I don't want you for your own sake. I want you to trust me, but I want you to just come and circle this in prayer. And it's not a, that just like God's not a genie for us, God, God is not just sitting there saying, okay, your time is up now. No, he wants that relationship. And I'm so thankful God gave me such a beautiful woman oh. who is so on fire for the Lord. Oh, and I'm thankful he gave me the most amazing, handsome man of all oh, time oh, with the best hair. Thank you. With oh. everything. All right. All right. People didn't <laughs> tune in to see my hair. Maybe they did. <laughs> all right. These are our prayer requests that we have in no particular order. <laughs> um, Just do the first half. We'll do the second half. Okay. For Ashir is asking for a job. Rose is asking for finances and health. Kumasama Warmi, hopefully I got that correct, asks for peace and family. And Jonas asks for an interview result. A lot of needs for employment and just direction in life. So we pray for our sheer Rose Kumasamar Warmi, totally awesome name, and Jonas, Lord, that you would just help them on the path that you have them in as they sow these seeds for their finances and for their family and their future, God, that you would encourage them and give them confidence and faith to move forward and be completely transformed by the renewing of their mind. And God, that you would meet every need, not just this need, not just survival needs, God, but that you would go deep in their heart and make a revival and just change their lives for generations to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. And then I have Javid. So Javid uh, asks that we pray for his son and also for his Sunday school in Pakistan. Shazab uh, asks for financial prayers. Lydia asks for family safety. Navid asks for a job in a house. And Aza, A-I-Z-A, uh, asks for uh, financial prayers. So, Father God, we thank you for Javid, Shazab, Navid, Aza, and Lydia. We lift these people up to you. We thank you for them and their families. God, we know that you are above and beyond their needs. We know that, that Jesus is the name above all names. We thank you. We thank you, Father God, for the blessing that you have for these people. We thank you that you are even using these needs to bring them closer to you. We pray, God, that you build their faith up in this, God, and that you not only meet their needs, but you do such a great work through them that they're able to meet the needs of others, that your power will flow right through them 
and into other people, Father God. We thank you for them. We thank you for bringing them to us and, and to this ministry, God. And we just pray that, that you bless them abundantly, that we, we stand with them, Father God, and we pray that these people are a blessing to others. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And now, if you'd like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you've never done that, this is your moment. And what a way to start 2021. And so if you'd like to do that, just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. We prayed that prayer. We want to know about it. It's a praise report, Mm -hmm. and it encourages us so much. Absolutely. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us again. I hope your 2021 is off to a great start. Uh, We love you guys very much. We'll see you next time, whenever that is. In the meantime, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Bye, everybody. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.